Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, lo. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. Laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper, a woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver? I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Fair, which is season one, episode five is over, but we're just getting started here on Post Show Recaps. Hi, my name is Grace. Of course, I'm not alone. I'm here with someone whose truest desire is Kate. It's Dia Philly. How are you doing? I am good, but I'm trapped inside this house, Grace. The windows won't open. The doors won't yeah. unlock. I'm very confused. I think I might have been stabbed. Yeah, we're talking about the Thrall, uh, episode five of, of Mayfair Fair Witches. And uh, yeah, a bit of like, uh, is this a bottle episode? I mean, it's uh, inside. A... It does feel like a bottle episode. We get another little set, I guess, inside Cyprian's house for a minute. But like, it's pretty True. contained. Yeah, it's a very True. contained episode. Yeah, episode five, the Thrall. Um, just before we... Uh, we continue on. Just make sure you're subscribed to PostureRecaps.com slash Mayfair um, to get all of our coverage of Mayfair, which is only three episodes left, Rich. Yeah, we're cruising right along. It feels like it uh, has gone fast, despite the fact that maybe, uh, I don't know, I don't really know where we're going, Grace. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, that is one thing. I do feel like uh, almost none of my predictions come true, which I guess they're keeping me on my toes to, to a degree. Um, yeah, this one's set pretty much entirely in this in this house. Um, uh, didn't you just want to, the whole time, be like, Rowan, just, I think you just got to take off the necklace and you'll be okay. <laughs> it it yeah. seems like a pretty easy resolution. Yeah, like, come on, please, please, just take the necklace. Come on, just take it off. Um, also, like a ladder outside this very notorious balcony, I feel like would have been very useful yeah. for the the Mayfair dwellers at the house, Grace. Yeah, no fire escape. Come on, this is I bad. Know. This is I know. Bad. Um, 
Do you know, I'm I'm joking that like, you know, I didn't love it, but I also thought there was some interesting stuff. This is like the thing that Mayfair keeps doing in which like, you know, we keep talking. And I feel bad sometimes when we're like covering a show and we don't like it because I, you know, I'm certain that there are at least some people out there who are really liking it. And if you are like, let us know, because let us know what is actually uh, working for you. And then we come on this pod and we're like, yeah, it was fine. You know, it's fine. Um, but I, you know, so this episode really is trying to get into the Lasher and, and Rowan, the connection of it all and what's happening. Um, I mean, so let's, we'll just start, we'll go through the episode. So yeah. Were you like, what happened to the fire? There's no fire. Cause we get Rowan and Cyprian just like in bed together. hanging. This out. is an insanely confusing opening. And I found it really more confusing uh, just to the point of like the greater episode at large. I found this one probably the most engaging for me. And like you, I always try to come in like glass half full when I'm talking about stuff around this neck of the woods. I'm not here to uh, beat up on things. If I don't like it, I'll tell you, I don't like it, but um, there's like part of this show that I feel like has this potential that I want to kind of actualize for me, you know? And I mean, I could see how I would get pulled in deeper, but it's just like hasn't set the hook yet, Grace. Um, so we drop in on this like opening and I'm immediately so confused because it's the same sort of misdirect that we got at the beginning of last week's episode. And I think that's really what kind of sent me where I'm like, wait a minute, these two just like crawled up into bed together. Like, where are we at? What is happening? I'm very like out of sorts here. I don't know what yeah. to think. And didn't we just do this? Like, this can't be a misdirect because we just misdirected last time, didn't we? Well, actually, I did. I did. I did forget that there's another uh, Scotland uh, flashback. There is <laughs> a Scotland the, flashback. We, we yes. just really did the exact same thing I did last week, which is like, so we start here, and then, then I'm like, oh no, wait, we didn't start there. We started like in the 1600s or whatever. Um, so we'll get to that maybe in a in a second. But you'll have to remind me what happened at the beginning of last week's episode. What was the what was the misdirect at the beginning of last? Oh week's gosh, episode? am I like making it up? But wasn't there at the beginning of last week's episode like a a total misdirect of like oh uh, uh, Rowan rather? like thinking that she was with Cyprian and a little bit of like confusion there and modeling this. Am I like totally transposing the beginning of this episode twice? I don't think that I am. I, I think you, I think you might be because Rowan and Cyprian wake up together. And they're going to go to Deidre's funeral last episode. Isn't that what happens? Oh, you're correct. Yeah, you're correct. You are correct. Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's fine. Um, yeah. I mean, uh, in the inside of the episode, the showrunner, um, I think it's Michelle Ashford. I can't, I can't remember. Um, yeah. She's like, this episode is supposed to be con confusing. Um, the whole put the thrall. They uh, let us know is the spell that Lasher has over the house. And this is where I was, you know, and, and actually when I heard the inside of the episode, like it, was tempted to watch it again because there is this theme of this episode, which is, is Lasher controlling Witches are the theme of the whole show, aren't they? Witches. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yes. yes. Uh, Lasher is, is he manipulating and controlling Rowan into doing what he wants? Or is Lasher making Rowan's dreams come true? Essentially, like anything she's thinking and she wants and desires, is he helping her manifest that? There's this idea, I think, earlier that like when you're attached to Lasher, it's makes your magic stronger, which is also why like uh, Carlotta needed to essentially like suppress Deirdre to make sure that Lasher's magic, like she, like it's Lasher enhancing the magic rather mm -hmm. than potentially Lasher getting access to, to man. I know that's like, that seems like the same thing, but slight difference. And so, yeah, this thing happens where it's like 
when they wake up in the bed together, you know, by the end of this episode, you're supposed to wonder, like, is that Lasher trying to put Rowan in a position where she, like, doesn't remember that there was a fire last night and that, like, uh, Cyprian got stabbed and that Lasher controlled, like, is, like, found Carlotta and was like, listen, I already own her. Like, she's already in my control. Or is this Rowan's true desire is to, like, not remember what happened and wake up in bed with Cyprian, which is, which is, is Lasher providing something to Rowan or is he deceiving Rowan? Yeah, it's an interesting idea. I mean, I think it's like a lot of what we've been talking about so far with Mayfair, Mayfair, that there are some interesting ideas here that are just getting a little muddled in execution. I also watched that and was like, oh, okay. Um, and it seemed to be the notion of joking a little bit of where are we going? Um, I guess I'm more confused about where we've come from, Grace, because we've already forgotten the entire plot of episode four. But uh, <laughs> this notion uh -huh. that the rest of the series is going to kind of explore that idea of like who has the agency here it was very year. weird that the, that this producer was like and we'll find out in three episodes and i was like yeah. oh that we, okay interesting interesting she does told me really that. sort yeah. of explicitly tell us uh where we're going and kind of what the climax is i believe that was michelle ashford right and uh -huh, the notion so. that like these final episodes are going to be really delving into this idea of how much of this is like rowan's subconscious motivations uh coming to the forefront and being amplified by lasher's presence and how much is him driving that and it's compelling, but I think that, uh, listen, like we opened in the 1600s, Grace, but it's easy for you to forget because I think they brought in the director of photography from Game of Thrones and it was mostly just a black screen with audio for uh -huh. me. I really like couldn't uh -huh. see very much. Uh, a lot of the episode was like particularly dark. And so I felt a little bit like confused about what we were seeing here. But um, yeah. it just, it feels like a muddled execution, right? Like the idea is really compelling, but I didn't extract that idea on my own from like watching the show necessarily yeah i would agree with that i'm like this is another one where i'm like on paper which it was a book and was chosen to be adapted i'm like <laughs> oh that true. does make that sounds kind of cool and then i like but then i'm like i didn't really get that while i was watching it let's flash back to the flashback which is um uh suzanne has um uh so suzanne's story this man's waiting for his wife to uh uh like she's had this baby and the baby is healthy but has webbed fingers and the father's like well not my baby um and then he blames susan this uh she's like a midwife uh for like using all these herbs and and things and it's like you poison my wife and cause my baby to have these um deformities and so he left and he doesn't come back and the mother and the baby go missing um, the next day. And then Suzanne and I think the daughter's name is Flory. Uh, there's a crowd gathering in the middle of town. And a stranger is like, yeah, I found this woman who is going to sacrifice her soul to the devil to do this dance. And um, Suzanne realized, like, learns that this is the king's witch finder. And he's trying to free the village from all witches. And so they're like, well, we should go. And they turn around. Um, and uh, she's the man who uh, accused her of poisoning um, the baby or the wife and the baby is like has been looking at her and staring at her as all this is happening. Presumably that man being like, oh, Suzanne is a witness like midwife is a witch. And so cool that the Kingsmakers like witch finder is here because that will come to a head in a future episode, I presume. 
uh yeah i love the kind of latin chanting at the end the whole beat there where the daughter is kind of repeating these words and it's like no you can't say these things that felt like uh, i just like that moment especially it felt really authentic to me of children and the way that they pick things up without context and the, the kind of like immensity of when you hear the child saying this thing that's really dangerous i like the tension there like i mean we've talked about it all straight through grace but this like uh 1600 storyline is pretty I- interesting I've been. Uh, I, I would watch this TV show. Yeah, <laughs> I want like this spinoff, right? Yeah. Like the the. Yeah. It's funny because we talk about it as a bottle episode, and this episode really reminded me of the kind of late in the season interview with the vampire, where they're all in their New Orleans house, and then it's kind of very contained. But yeah. I would love a bottle episode that really just focuses back to the 1600s and like delves into some of the origin story of the Mayfair witches. Um, yeah, we'll see. I think with three episodes left, I'm like thinking we probably won't and, you know, we'll parallel what's happening in the modern time. But, um, I, I do really like this stuff and I think it's really interesting. So, um, yeah. So, so then we get the, you know, then we're, you know, they're together and Cyprian's going to make breakfast and, um, is this, and and this is where they're going to notice the stab wound. Um, and, uh, yeah, he's clearly like being, being drained he didn't remember anything about the wound like he doesn't know uh he will use his power to um like he does think like maybe you stabbed me and then and then they'll get he'll touch the knife with his power and he sees everything that happened um the night before and that carlotta tried to kill rowan and uh cyprian got stabbed instead he'll try to leave but all the doors are locked and this is where sort of um Rowan will it is very it's like oh yeah i'm a doctor i could just maybe i'll just treat you <laughs> you know yeah it's pretty great i do like that element i mean we've been talking about along the way that like the medical magic is not so much our favorite the stuff that rowan's doing of like the the, uh the kind of magical diagnostics and like the aneurysm explosions and all of it but i really this is one of the themes that i've been enjoying the notion that your training and your profession and your career kind of thread into this other part of you that's waking up right and that as she sees the wound it's enough to kind of like knock her out of this enchantment right Mm -hmm. Uh, the pair of them are all like ensorcelled such that they don't want to do anything but like hang and chill in bed for days and the idea that she sees this wound and that's enough to draw her back to her tethered grounded self of dr rowan fielding like wait a minute this is septic we need treatment get me sutures you know uh other er terms but uh i i dug that as like a catalyst to like shift out of this weird fugue state right yeah so i do have the timeline here a little bit mixed up he's like she's like okay let's get you out of here the doors are all locked she's gonna try and break the window and she's gonna like leave him downstairs i think she's gonna go upstairs and then he shows back up and he's like hey like uh what's going on like what's wrong and she's like uh yeah you got stabbed he's like i definitely didn't here's my my stomach which we see a lot it's like look yes yeah it's a lot of (laughs) yeah Yeah. and he's like no but uh you definitely fell and had a like you have a concussion so like maybe you're like imagining it (laughs) And she's like, oh, okay, okay. And at the same time, Cyprian's downstairs where he's going to see um, this man named Stuart Townsend. Um, who... He was in the who, Grace. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> um, he was a telemask agent like Cyprian. And basically he's going to like tell, like, don't die in this house. Very bad. Uh, I was supposed to protect Antha, who is Rowan's grandmother. Um, you know, and then Stuart's like, oh, man. Did you fall in love with Rowan? That's bad. Oh, that's bad. You're not definitely not supposed to do that. And then that's like, that's it. So we have these two things happening upstairs and downstairs. And you presume this is 
Lasher shape shifting into Cyprian to convince uh, to like you know continue the spell on uh, on Rowan. But then again, this idea like or is that Rowan who like can't leave and like oh my god this is terrible. What if it's not real and then turns around and sees like is Lasher providing something to her or again like deceiving her and manipulating her yeah on that way in like retrospect it's interesting also uh yeah i'm just like fact checking myself peter townsend obviously um uh, or Stuart townsend obviously the son of peter townsend who was in the who very notably almost aragorn but not quite i just found it hilarious to like use a real person's name peter here, townsend but... is um was uh i had an affair with princess margaret from the crown that's where i know peter townsend as well uh, yeah. well played Pete. Yeah. well played mm-hmm. uh it's it yeah this whole beat here right whether or not like Rowan is almost like dredging up and like activating these phantasms of the past, like these ghosts trapped in this house as like uh like warning indicators, right? And they're gonna start giving Cyprian the information and like conveying what needs to be conveyed for what the situation is here. The idea that she is doing that tracks, but then it could just be like Lasher and part of the manifestation, the idea of this enchantment that he's got woven over the house. The idea of thrall is an interesting word because it typically means like a person that is bound or like under your control right a thrall is is typically like denoted of somebody that is being controlled by another owned by another almost like a slavery kind of situation and so the idea that the house is in thrall to one of them is is kind of compelling because it makes the house a character right like it's got its own kind of powers features impact on the scenario uh yeah so what is more interesting to you for, for me, I, I think that I, I think I need Lasher to be being manipulative and that he's able to like, like what he's able to do is he can sense what Rowan, like the, now that they're bound together, that he can sense what Rowan would most want in the world, which is for this to be normal. And she can wake up and just hang out and have breakfast and sleep with Cyprian all day. And so he's using that because I feel like, that is, you know, I know people have read the book um, and whatnot, but to, to me, that feels like a more powerful story for um, Rowan to overcome. Yeah. Uh, to have to to realize she's being because, like, yeah, if this is all happening where she's, you know, there's there are two ways that she can right. One is like, oh, this is bad that I keep making this stuff come true. Or the way she can stop it if he's being deceived, which is, oh, I need to be in control and can fig- I need to figure out how to unlock that and, and blo- essentially block you from being able to use this power. And to me, that feels much more like where it's going. But again, the show has surprised me many times with the direction it's actually going, so I could be totally wrong. It's interesting. The idea of like exploring these morally ambiguous characters, exploring a character like Rowan Fielding and the idea that her motivations, her desires. I mean, we've seen the idea that she's hurt these people inadvertently, right? That was the whole like kind of first arc of the show and that she wanted them to hurt, even though she doesn't really want that, right? There's like the impulsive emotional reaction that you have as uh, some, you know, dude is kind of mansplaining to you and being sexist and like manipulating the whole situation that there's like an impulse and a reaction there, but that's not like intellectually what she wants to be the end of this person. She doesn't want to kill anybody. So, okay, I get it. That's interesting. But we've explored that notion in so many other stories. And I think the nature of the Lasher Rowan relationship, it is so charged and so overwhelmingly toxic that I want him to be the antagonist here, Grace. Like it's a thing we talk about in D D terms all the time, but 
sometimes it feels really good to have a villain in a story that is villainous and that is not like defensible that is not on a redemption arc that is not somebody we're supposed to root for or root with or empathize for right and the idea that he's like gaslighting manipulating that he's utilizing these kind of very human base impulses she's having of like i am in a stress response i want a calming stable environment here and he's going to give her that it's more compelling for me given what we've seen so far than the notion that oh my god rowan was doing it all along look what a morally complex ambiguous character she is will in season two will she find the right path you know like I'm less concerned with that. I want it to be about her finding her power and overcoming the like obvious toxic bad guy. The only thing that alarms me is I do know the names of the sequels to The Witching Hour. I don't know how far we are into The Witching Hour as a book. Absolutely. But the, okay. Yep. But one of the sequels is called Lasher. So oh, the, oh. <laughs> yeah. So the idea that oh. like Lasher. Though, you know, it could be like, God, we thought we got rid of this version of Lasher and then because he's a shapeshifter. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm going to make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you want to get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of the Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play the Godfather, now at chumpacasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. So there's a moment in this episode. So, I mean, we can walk through this a little bit. So then being in bed, like, oh, my God, you're Lasher. You're not Cyprian. She's going to go downstairs. She'll find Cyprian bleeding out. This is where she's going to use her work, her medical magic as a doctor. And she realized that like the wound is magical. Um, she does uh, save him. Uh, and then she's going to like call out. She's going to realize what's happening. Kind of like call out to Lasher. Um, I can't remember if this is the part where she sees the lady in the bathtub. This is after. But essentially, she's going to like see this dress in her mother's room. She's going to be like, yep, Lasher definitely wants me to put that on. I'll put it on. I'll go downstairs. And they have this conversation. And, and the part that's interesting to me is he says, she says, what are you? And he says, I don't know. And so I don't know if that's a lie or not, but in terms of this is the thing I'm, you know, the point I'm getting to here in terms of like, could Rowan dispel Lasher by the end of the season? Like, I think certainly. And then he's so, you know, we're talking about 
after we're seeing ghosts in this episode, right? Like we're seeing, you know, so, mm -hmm. you know, where does that, th like, can you kill it? Maybe not. Can you like banish it somewhere else? And then it like, you know, comes back and whatever, maybe. So it does not mean like her sort of getting a win over Lasher doesn't mean the end of Lasher. And because there's a, a book sequel, although I think, I think, we knew this with Interview of the Vampire as well, that the second book is about Lestat, but it is, it is. I believe, a prequel. It so, is. Right. It's so, much so a prequel. Yep. yeah. So, again, knowing nothing about these books, uh, hard to tell, but, it, uh, you know, my thinking is that she does get something done over Lasher, um, but that perhaps that that's not, that doesn't mean the end of Lasher. Anne Rice had an MO. She would um, write like a really interesting book one to a series, find like a very compelling toxic male to then write the follow up <laughs> sequel uh -huh. to. Uh, like Lestat, a, like I love yeah. Lestat so much. And I, that's one of my favorite books in that sequence. But who knows what Lasher is about? It certainly could be the story of the 1600s. And that might yeah. be where we're like mining a lot of this information from. I, I'm with you that I think like defeat, victory, I mean, like again, in, in Dungeons and Dragons terms, like winning the adventure having like success at the quest like victory in the end is not always equivalent to killing your enemy and destroying them irrefutably if, if Especially, you can make the wayfair witches not be bound to a, a shape-shifting entity for the, the that's uh, a win of time and you and you have a daughter who doesn't have to be bound to a man who's evil and manipulates you pretty big win i would say it's a pretty yeah. big win so the idea of like her being able to untether lasher from the connection to the mayfairs and lasher going off into the world to cause chaos and bedlam elsewhere could be a great follow-up book called lasher too so who knows yeah. what's going on there but i do want to see this conflict and like triumph and i hope that it exists within this season right like i'll be a little bit disappointed if we're closing out season one with like and next season she will overcome lasher because nothing really has changed right mm -hmm. like yeah yeah i mean i it's to the point we joked about like you asked the question like would this show have been better served to be like essentially in scotland for a bunch of it and like you know basically house of a dragon where season one is essentially a prequel i think when we look back on that show season one will be very different than everything else that we got because it was it, they they essentially were like oh maybe we should do more at the beginning and they essentially yes. like added the beginning of this of the series i kind of wonder if that's where this might be going um as well because i think one of our complaints is like the pacing of it in terms of like just wanting rowan to do re cool magic <laughs> like we kind of get in this episode a little bit um what do you think of the scene here when like he, he you know we get sort of the thesis of the episode which is like no i'm not i'm not manipulating you i'm i'm giving you all your desires you want cake here's cake like look behind you all these they did look delicious um you want to dance let's dance you know they kiss you know rowan likes the kiss um gives the flashback of like you know when she couldn't heal the fox this day which like presumably like leads her to be a doctor and there's carlotta like floating in the room and <laughs> rowan's like let her go like don't kill her and he's like he like she doesn't drop because the presumption is that like rowan doesn't actually want her to be free is like the the presumption that is being is being made to rowan the fact that like she's saying drop her and carlotta does not is not let go well lasher's theory is well in your deepest desire you, you don't actually want carlotta to be free and and to be let go 
Yeah, I mean, for as much as we've talked about the pacing in these couple of the these first four episodes, it just feel like have been slow, right? I would have liked mm-hmm. to have gotten here quicker um, to like active events, but we have very much learned about Rowan Fielding that she's a woman with a lot of repressed emotions. Uh, there's yeah. a lot of stuff that she's not like addressing on an active level, and the notion that she's got this animosity towards like this effed up aunt who kept her mother here drugged for all these years and frankly like separated the entire family is really easy to track on right mm-hmm. um, like some part of that definitely works but she, it, Rowan is also like saying to Lasher she spent her whole life fighting you you're doing this like you have mm-hmm. all the reasons in the world to want her hung up there and tortured like don't kill her let's call the cops let's let her die in jail right Rowan kind of like maybe acknowledging some of her unresolved feelings about this woman but also like again uh, a, like moral upstanding member of society who is not going to support like murder torture all these kinds of things so it's i don't know it's interesting to try to like get to where what's underneath that who's actually holding this woman up right i i like this i like this whole scene i like the coming down in the in the nice dress and the cake and dancing and like like let go of carlotta and carlotta won't drop like what's happening here this is interesting to me where i felt like in this episode like it was working for me in a way that i kind of felt like the beginning was i tend to dredge to use the b word but it was a little boring i'm like okay yeah okay we're doing you know and this is where i think it gets really interesting uh, like i think in this scene um rowan's gonna be like okay i'm gonna go downstairs and get the herbs <laughs> sometimes the writing you know has not you know i'm not like blown away by the writing but i did think i did like is like lettuce won't help you know i did i really love that yeah you're not gonna get rid of me with a head of lettuce you know i mean it just felt funny to me because it's a play on like the very generic like magic re stuff we need holy water and herbs you know what i mean like it would go such a long way if you were like uh i don't know foxglove and and thistle and mandrake you know what i mean but no herbs generic herbs like that was a placeholder line that never got like uh you know reattacked in the script yeah um this is where um rowan will learn of uh, delphine which i thought like i don't know maybe the herbs are like you know scenting up the place but you think when you go downstairs <laughs> and there's a dead body down there you might notice immediately but she's gonna like fall on the body which is a little bit gross so i, I think, mean uh, it was yeah. the baking cake filling the house up oh. with a very like soothing aroma yeah it was the trouble that's right that's right um so Carlotta, so if you go upstairs and Carlotta does get free, she'll sort of like restate her case and Carlotta falls to the ground and she'll go upstairs and say, you know, Carlotta and Rowan have this conversation. Like, I will show you, there's a way out upstairs. Let's go upstairs. So they go on the balcony and she, you know, I don't know if you saw what this, I was like, okay, yeah, I think I know. I don't see a ladder. Yeah. And Carlotta basically being like, Rowan, as soon as you were bound to this, this thing, your life is over let me help you um and so i do think i think one of the interesting things about this too is we've we've heard a lot about these people who um have committed suicide antha is is somebody uh who commits suicide so deirdre's mother i think there's somebody oh deirdre tries deirdre as well tries but lasher stops her, her yeah. and I, I think there was this thought that like oh it, it, yeah it actually must it's lasher who like kills antha for some reason because okay now i'm ready to like bond with deirdre or whatever um, but now you're wondering like, oh, is it Carlotta who like in the, she's this religious figure and like, this is the, you know, the epitome of evil you've been, but and your life is over. It's not worth, it's not worth it. We'll see in the next life, like all good. And, um, I did like this callback that Rowan ends up using the power she's been able to use 
previously to end up killing Carlotta and Carlotta will fall over the balcony um, and die. I thought this was a powerful, and if this is Beth Grant's last scene in the show, I thought that was very powerful um, as well. I mean, she didn't die in the house. Did she? I guess she did die in the house. She's on the balcony and then she went over the edge. Uh, yeah, ultimately in the end, she did die in the house. She didn't die in the fire, but uh, yeah, she well, did. on the property as well, you yeah, know. Yeah, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, I like this too. I mean, uh, she's she's an excellent actress, right? We've talked so much about Carlotta. I think I expected some of these peripheral characters to play a much bigger role, but Beth Grant is so kind of iconic in in any of these sort of like uh, hostile matriarch positions. You know, what I uh-huh. mean, uh, I really like the adversarial, and I, and I love for as much as like we're complaining about the pacing again like they did do their work here to make this a um a very like remembered location right it feels important to the antha of it all i do think that there is a lot of this like invoking of names and people that we haven't met yet that is a little Uh bit disorienting you know and there's that like i feel a bit on board and i'm like should i know who that is i don't i'm confused and i'm suddenly thinking about all this stuff that's not in the immediacy of what's happening on the screen right Uh but uh to have the like final conflict between the two of them up here is good and to put rowan in the position of like what's it going to be you or her whether you wanted to hang her up in that living room or not whether that was lasher or that was you now you've been manipulated into this scenario where like what are you going to do uh and you will kill so yeah yeah. um yeah so i thought this this worked quite well for me um a little bit before that this is where rowan's gonna be like i want cyprian to be okay and so lasher will essentially like transport him uh, move him and he goes back to his apartment his sister finds um him and, and he's like i called for help you need to go to the like go hide because but whatever you hear like promise me like you know this won't change anything or whatever and so these uh, two people come in and essentially heal um cyprian remove his wounds and are able to help him uh presumably people from talamaca they leave in the next morning odette and um and so she's like, I always thought you were just like FBI or like CIA, but uh, no, like full on uh, magic world, huh? And then she's gonna be pretty upset when she's like, okay, well, I gotta go see Rowan. <laughs> she's like, the place where you died? I don't know. Yeah. I loved all this stuff. I'm here for the weird magic. Like, I'm really excited about the notion of the Talamasca. I loved, like, the, the, like, contemporary ways that we're going to repeat these rituals, right? Like, the circle of salt is a very traditional kind of, like, summoning circle, anti-demon summoning, Mm -hmm. magical protections, all this kind of stuff. Salt, iron, uh, these base things. And the idea that they're using, like, road salt, Grace, you know? Like, I love that kind of incorporation, Mm -hmm. the modification. And I really love the way that the healer is kind of like channeling the magic and ultimately she like manifests the knife in herself right she pulls this knife that cyprian's been stabbed with out of her own body throwing it to the ground and i was just right. immediately like yeah that's dope that is like a great dnd magic weapon the knife that you stab somebody with and it just like disappears until it's it, i like this i really i get a kick out of it i want more talamasca the like cyprian storyline has consistently been the most um like just just exciting to me to learn more about i'm really engaged with what that's where that's going you know we're getting a fair bit more like i feel like this like giving us answers rather that whereas the mayfair stuff has been much more about like trying to you know veil the mystery until the end of the series which is a season which is you know that's fine um and as soon as carlotta dies lasher opens the door and rowan runs out the door and leaves 
leaves the Mayfair house. Um, it, still it seems, uh, <laughs> again, like I got this off that like end of the episode feature, but we get like the shot where like the whole camera kind of pans upside down and we're watching her walking out of the house, like in this reversed upside down image as though she has been affected by like this experience in the house. Right. She's leaving like a little supercharged high on magic and like with a different view on the world than when she came in. She does have a new skill set, maybe a new spell in her repertoire, other than killing people via brain aneurysms, Rich. You can, uh, when she's in the basement, she can unlock a door. That's very true. Uh, yeah. What is it? Alohomora? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. You need to be able to unlock doors. It's the knock spell. The knock spell on D&D. Yeah, that's right. spell for you, you uh, nerds out there. Yeah, yeah, I love to see it. Yep. Uh, yeah, maybe by episode five, I would have wanted maybe more uh, witch magic, but that's fine. Maybe that's a magic fine. missile, a fireball, something like that, a cauldron, some frogs, a broom. I want full on witch coven summon. I want the, you know, I joked about the last scene in the witch. I want I want the last scene in the witch. That's what I want. Um, but yeah, that's the end of the, the episode. And yeah, presumably, I mean, they're very clear in the thing. It's like, yeah, okay, now we're going to explore this theme of like who's in control for the last three, the last three episodes. Uh, very interesting. They also talk about that. Flasher has this thrall spell on the house. And so that his magic to a degree, his magic is contained, not contained to the house. We've obviously seen him like shapeshift at the um, the funeral procession and all of this stuff, but that potentially he's the most powerful in the Mayfair house. And I'm wondering if that's just like a piece of information they dropped in the inside of the episode, or we will figure out why that's like the case um, uh, uh, later on. I, I do feel like for me, like the big thing that I would be liking to get is I feel like it's almost impossible at this moment to figure out who or what Slasher is. We know his like powers essentially, but I feel like I can't tell if they're hiding it because they want this reveal of like whatever, whatever Lasher ends up being if it is related to the 1600 stuff that he is like born out of something that's happening there or whatever, that they want that reveal in an episode in the future. But I definitely feel like it has, we have like, I feel like I'm at such a dead end on like what's Lasher's deal for almost the entire series. And I feel like that's a little bit of a, um, a drawback, not to like immediately. I'm like, you know, in the, the show about witches, uh, I would really love to learn more about the evil man, but I mean, I would like to know more about the evil man. I totally get you. I think that for me, you know, with, with your villains and the way you're going to kind of present them, he's such like an enigma. And we're playing this like cat and mouse kind of will they, won't they game with he and Rowan that I'm a little like put off by to begin with. But I would just like either a little bit of clarity on where he's coming from. I love the notion that she says, what are you? And he says, I don't know. I like uh, that too. This really like speaks to me uh, about like just kind of all kinds of supernatural creatures and mythology and lore and in like the fantasy worlds that I dig. You don't always have like the definition that we removed from the fiction do when we're reading the book. Right. And I, I like that element. But he's not done like I, I don't want to like undercut the terrible stuff that he's done, but he's not like outwardly perpetually like causing chaos everywhere or doing all this villainous stuff perpetually. Mm -hmm. He's got a few like really pointed terrible it's all very focused on this family and there's just like not enough there there i need more to hook on to of either his greater motivations his greater impact or some clarity on like what he actually is and what's going on here right which ties into his motivations so uh yeah more will be better when we get it with Lasher for sure yeah because because you know if the answer is like yeah dude wants power and control over people like yeah i get that so then yeah. give me the like 
where, where does he come from? Why does, why does he have that thing? You know, why, why does he have that desire? And he, he's obviously not like seemingly at least not a human as of right now. I mean, he might have been a human. I would think it's interesting that he has this name called La- like Lasher, right? Um, which is like, it, it both doesn't, f- it's not anything I recognize other than like, you know, to be lashed onto some, I guess, onto, you know, connected to something. But. Well, you also could be lashed. Like a lash is like whipping somebody. You would get lashes right. as a punishment, right? And so like right. the lasher, like very much speaks to somebody that is a punisher that is like, you know, uh, yeah. Yeah. The one doing the lashing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think that that's where maybe the show is missing the mark a little bit. And then all, uh, for me, it's like, you know, it's, it's fine. But, I, you know, Rowan being like a Mayfair. I've seen no Mayfair witches. I feel like she is a witch, but like doing witchcraft. Those These are my complaints of the show yep. so far. But, you know, again, I, th- I do think that like, yeah, there's enough stuff in here that I'm like, Okay, yeah, three more episodes. Okay, let's see how this plane lands potentially. So, um, yeah. I'm in it for the duration, you know, knowing Anne Rice's style, like I know there's going to be some more fun stuff here. I know the way that she likes to um, like kind of unroll and unfurl more characters, the kind of deeper that you get into her books and her mythology. So I'm intrigued for sure. Uh, I would love to be loving the show more, right? I think that for me, it's this misalignment of like, I got really excited at the idea of Mayfair Witch Show and the potential of witches. We talked a little bit about it, but that um, American horror story, that coven season is tremendous. The Magicians is one of my favorites. Like, there's so much great, like, kind of witch mythology out there that I've enjoyed as it, like, meets pop culture. Uh, and I don't know what I expected from this, but we're not quite there. So we'll see where we get in the next couple episodes. But it's fun yeah. talking to you about it every week. Yeah. So we've had some feedback. I know uh, some some folks uh, sent us uh, signed, their signed pictures of their Ian Rice books and stuff like that. And people are, are listening. Um, I did get some uh, uh, fun feedback from, from AJ Mass. He's like, uh, uh, oh, cool. was, uh, was just saying, like i'm so sorry you're like you're like <laughs> you're uh, watching me for which i'm like you know i don't i don't i'm not stuck doing this thing you know i i have there are parts that i enjoy it and i said um yeah like uh you know it's not been as good as much as i i wanted and he said you know he interestingly he said it is very much not the book in many ways but the glacial pace of the story is pretty accurate right huh? it'll take 25 pages describing i'm gonna say i don't know this word uh bougainvillea uh, uh, on the outside of the gate, a flower, I believe, is a bougainvillea, um, presumably one from New Orleans. It's like, yeah, he, she will take like 25 pages to describe a flower that's like on the outside of a gate. So, like, yeah, yeah. Which I said, I was like, yeah, I know. I, I like bought the book to read it. And it was a thousand pages. Like, yeah, <laughs> maybe not right now. It's yeah. a regular doorstopper. Uh, Anne Rice does love to dive into like the sense and sensuality of existence, right? I remember so much of like interview, um, the way that like Louis is experiencing things as he's meeting new people and like the overwhelmingness of like the embrace and the vampire's kiss and all this kind of stuff. Like she likes to hone in on that kind of stuff. And not for nothing, like a lot of tremendous authors get beat up for their like attention to details of George R. R. Martinism to the T of like the turnips and what flavor the sauce is and you know how many seats are at the table. But uh, this stuff builds atmosphere, right? She's successful for a reason. That said, it's good to know that we're matching the pace of the books from AJ Mass himself. Yeah. 
Um, all right, that's our uh, episode five coverage. We'll be back next week with episode six called Transference. It should be fun. Uh, Rich, in the meantime, what else do you got going on? Oh, gosh, so much stuff, Grace. I am talking about The Legend of Vox Machina with Mike Bloom every week. The first nine episodes are out because Amazon likes to drop three at a time, but there's a couple more coming. I got together with uh, Austin and Melissa to do the Vox Machina campaign club where we talk about the actual Critical Role Dungeons & Dragons campaign that the game was, uh, or the show, rather was inspired by and is adapting so that's been super fun a uh, new podcast out there in the wild mm-hmm. grace you join me along with my dear friend taylor ball and marissa garza and the three of us had the first inaugural adventure of psrpgs uh, yes. it's our new post-show podcast where i'm going to be running one-shot adventures with tabletop role-playing games like dungeons and dragons but not just dungeons and dragons and i'm going to take some of our friends and the podcasters on the network on adventures in the worlds of the TV shows and the movies that we're talking about and covering and break them down into small digestible podcasts. So episode one of me, you, Taylor, and Marissa adventuring in the world of Willow is out there right now. Uh, postshowrecaps.com slash RPGs. If you want to tie into that feed, we do spoil season one of Willow. Uh, the first chapter of the podcast only covers up until episode three. So you could dive yeah. in, watch a couple episodes and then go listen to us play through it. Um, that's most of what I'm doing. I'm at DM Philly on Twitter. My DMS are open. I'm streaming over on Twitch and the VODs on YouTube, all that good stuff. Cool. Uh, Mike and I covering the last of us. We would have had a recap uh, episode come out last night after the episode. Tanner and I will be getting together to chat about the uh, episode in video game club. Talk about the differences and similarities from the video game. Ariel and I are covering Poker Face, uh, a very fun Natasha Leone show. Uh, show. Uh, Rich, you, Ariel and I are doing, doing Dark, uh, and Ariel and I are doing movies each week. Fun fun double feature this week. With uh, We're going to be doing Knock at the Cabin, the new M. Night Shyamalan movie, and Ooh. then we're going to be doing 80 for Brady, the Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, Jane Fonda, and Rita Moreno movie uh, that features Tom Brady. So very fun a week. Of, uh, two very different movies, I'll say, unsurprisingly. I know all those people except Tom Brady, so I'm excited. Oh, okay, yeah. great, yeah. Um, and I'm on Twitter at Hi From Grace. We'll be back next week. Until next time, double, double, boil in trouble. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere, and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. we prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.
Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.